Hello, it's Christine here with the Express to Impress podcast. This week, we'll cover ways to ask for clarification at work. It's hard for many people to admit they don't understand something, whether they are native or non-native English speakers. But it's crucial for avoiding misunderstandings and a vital skill to learn for career success. By the end of the episode, you will have five tried-and-true phrases to ask for clarification. If you have an interview coming up, I invite you to visit my website for my free five-step job interview preparation checklist. This checklist has already helped thousands of people worldwide get jobs they love. To sign up, visit my website at express-2-impress.com. And don't forget to subscribe to receive notifications whenever I release a new episode. As a reminder, you can subscribe anywhere you download podcasts like Apple. Apple Podcasts is the most popular app for listening to the Express to Impress podcast, and Apple lets you rate and review podcasts. Are you listening from Japan, Saudi Arabia, or the Netherlands? If so, I need your help. Would you please take a minute and rate and review the podcast? If you leave a review, I will give you a special shout out during an upcoming episode. Thank you in advance for your help in growing the Express to Impress podcast. Now, let's begin. You may recall from the previous Express to Impress podcast episode, eight takeaways about U.S. business culture, Aaron Mayer's The Culture Map, that Americans are low-context communicators. That means we define good communication as specific, simple, and clear. Therefore, a good communicator expresses themselves as transparently and precisely as possible, and they repeat their main points. Americans aren't the only ones who communicate in this way. Other low-context countries include Australia, Canada, the UK, the Netherlands, and Germany. You may be wondering how this communication style relates to asking for clarification. People from those cultures do not assume you will read between the lines or guess at their meaning. If you do not understand something 100%, they expect you to speak up. So, if you don't understand their instructions but nod your head anyway out of politeness, they will not appreciate that. Instead, they will appreciate it if you state plainly that you don't understand and ask for clarification. Now, I'll tell you a bit about my experience asking for clarification. If I had a nickel for every time I spoke up in class as a child and young adult to tell the teacher I didn't understand, I'd be rich. While this behavior would be perceived as rude or even unacceptable in other cultures, I actually received participation points for speaking up in the U.S. In other words, it was encouraged and appreciated. But I recall that I didn't always state my confusion with tact. I frequently shot my hand up in the air and blurted out phrases like, Wait, I'm confused. What do you mean by that? Or simply, why? My teachers would sigh and explain the concept again in plain language with exasperated looks on their faces. After many interruptions like this, they might suggest I come in for one-on-one tutoring 
and I gladly took them up on their offers. Why was I empowered to ask for clarification? Unlike in many cultures, most of my teachers didn't shame me for asking questions. In fact, they gave me participation points for speaking up. I also believed that I had at least average intelligence, and if I was confused, others were likely confused too. Another motivator was that I believed my teachers had a responsibility to teach us well so that we could learn. I also wanted to earn good grades and knew it was only possible if I understood the concepts. And finally, asking clarification questions, especially regarding a request, didn't work out so well at home. I distinctly remember my father's response when I asked why after he asked me to do something. He said, When I say jump, you say how high. At least at school, the adults couldn't get out of answering questions so easily. All right, now let's look at five polite clarification sentences. Excuse me, I'm afraid I don't don't follow you. Could you clarify what you mean by that? I'd like to jump in here. I'm a bit confused. Could you walk me through that again? Sorry to interrupt, but I'm a little lost. Could you please explain what you mean? Let me make sure I understand what you mean. Are you saying... And I'm still unsure of what you're getting at. Could you be a little more specific? Sometimes you may want to interrupt the speaker to let them know you're lost. In those cases, you can start by saying something like, Excuse me, sorry or I'd like to jump in here. Other times, it's more appropriate to wait for the speaker to finish their thought or request before expressing your confusion and asking them to clarify what they mean. You now have examples for both of these situations. I also want to point out that many of these phrases include diminutive words like a bit and a little. We often use diminutive words to sound more polite even though it means using a few extra words, and we typically like to be direct when speaking in English. For example, you can use, can you be more specific? Or, could you be a little more specific? Can you tell the difference? The second option is the more polite version. Not only did I use a little in the second option, but I used could instead of can. Both of these small changes made the question more polite. The extra words, totally worth it. Now you're all set with clarification sentences to avoid misunderstandings. Which one sounded nice to your ears? I recommend you use the one that feels most comfortable for you. Are you ready for a new job but dread the process of getting one? I simplify the process for you in my How to Land a Job online video course, saving you tons of time and frustration. You'll learn how to find jobs, create a standout resume and cover letter, optimize your LinkedIn profile, and perform well in interviews. The course includes five hours of video lessons, resume, cover letter, and e-note templates, and over a dozen handouts to make getting a job faster and easier. Here's what one of my clients had to say after completing the course. I would rate the course as excellent. It helped me improve my resume, cover letter, LinkedIn profile, interview preparation, networking skills, and confidence. After taking the course, I shifted from an editorial-focused career to a marketing one. Because I'd done the exercises in the course, 
I had a clear idea of what I wanted from my next job move. So I not only found a new job that was a great fit, but was able to articulate it so that my current employer could make a counteroffer that met and exceeded what I was looking for. If you are ready to get a new job, visit express-2-impress.com to learn about how to get your next job and watch free previews. In addition, as a loyal listener of this podcast, you can get 15% off the cost with the coupon code PODCAST15. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Express to Impress podcast. I invite you to tune in next time to learn definitions for the idioms and phrases covered in this episode. And if you found this episode helpful, please remember to share it with a friend. See you next time. Bye.